From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on the show, we have Minister Antoine Ruth. Welcome to the show, Antoine. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, well, about me, Antoine, um, pretty much I'm just a nice guy. Um, I'm always like being sensitive to other people, you know, loving my family, loving just just all all, all around type of guy that that you could be around. Gotcha. So today's topic on Paint to Purpose podcast, it's from prison to the pulpit. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about life before prison. Well, life before prison, that's when I was, you know, I had dreams to play sports. I was really good at it. What sport? uh, Football, running, track, whatever. But, um, you know, by me just being able to to try to fulfill my dreams, it seemed like it wasn't going the way I wanted to because of the support. So I found the streets. So you know how that goes. When you find in the streets, you got friends that that's closer than your brother sometimes. And... I just I just fell in love with the streets really. Because I really ain't had too much when I was young. And so when I was seeing other things, people dressing nice or whatever, and I see how I could have got it and it was like coming easy and natural, so I fell in love with that. So that's how my life starts sparing sparing down. At first it wasn't to the point like I was getting in trouble. Because I was just pretty much doing what I want to do, you know, making money, you know, just whatever I want to do, I could have did it. So, so with um, what's are you from Savannah? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Savannah. Okay, what side? East East Savannah. East Savannah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's my that's my hood. Okay. Um, I know a lot of guys always say they fall in love with the streets. So, like like you said, it's more of the the fast money and just being able to do what you want to do because not having to ask nobody, being able to buy what you want instead of have to ask anybody, you know. So. That's what I mean by falling in love, even though we had to look over our shoulders or whatever, but mm-hmm. we didn't care. We were young, so it was fun. Okay, <laughs> like that adrenaline. Like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I didn't want to sit here and lie to you. Mm-hmm. And what led you to prison? 
if you don't mind sharing. Oh, I don't mind sharing okay. at all. Well, I done been incarcerated multiple times. So my first time ever getting locked up is catching a cell case. And this was like in 98. So once I caught that, you know, I really didn't think nothing of it. I I was scared a little bit by me being probably around 18. But I was scared what I was going to face in the county jail or whatever because I used to hear stories about it. But, you know, I really didn't really take it serious at that time because I still was young. So, during that time, I had spent like a year. I had to go to boot camp. So, once I got out, I was trying to go on the right track. But by me still being young, you know, I still had it in me. I still had the, the uh, childishness in me. And you had to get back from what you lost from that time. Not really. I just, it's just the choices that I was making when I was trying to be, that's a long story uh-huh. with that situation. <laughs> but yeah. I was trying to, you know, have a family around that, around that age. And, you know, things was kind of good. But... It, it fell apart. So once that fell apart, I went back to the street. I had my son, you know, when I was 19, 20. So I was really out the streets. I wasn't doing anything. But when the relationship didn't work out, I fell back in the streets. I turned back to what I know how to, you know, what I know how to make money about. But I always worked, though. I always had a job. I always kept that. Okay. But you did Kept getting your money. Kept you getting my money. Uh, I would get money <laughs> job-wise and uh, street-wise. Gotcha. And so you end up going to prison. What was life like in prison? Well, at that time, that was boot camp. But if you want to talk about the last time I was in prison, mm-hmm. that was in, I got locked up in 2010. Okay. For a gun charge. Mm-hmm. So... By me having already been a felony, it when I got caught with the with the uh, gun, it landed me um, in prison. So I had to do like state time plus federal time. So the feds came and picked pick it up. Mm-hmm. So I had to do like all together like fifty seven months. So, but the first time when I was incarcerated. I, re- I started to know who God was. I started to just like read up on it. I'll, for, I'm going to back it all the way up. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in a church. I'm going to okay. tell you that. Okay. Uh, I got ministers as my, my mama was a minister, grandma minister, uncles, daddies, everybody's ministers. So I understood about God, mm-hmm. but I always knew about Jesus. But the first time when I got locked up, I started trying to find them for myself. So I started read, you know, read, do other things, like just try to get my mind right, focus on God, just trying to do the right thing. Mm. So after that, <clears throat> did all right for a minute when I came home. So going back to a relationship I wasn't supposed to do caused me to go back, back to the streets. But this time here, when I got um, locked up in 2010, before I got locked up, 
it was about let me see, like okay, like two two thousand three up until two thousand ten, I was in and out in the street. But it was even worse. Like the scripture says when like is like once you got your house clean and it's one demon just lingering around, just trying to find some way to get in. So my house was clean at the time, but once I went back, they said the demons would bring seven more worse than the first. So my life from 2004 all the way up until 2010, I was going through it because I knew better. I understood I had got a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God. So I was just like just miserable going through it, like in bad relationships, uh, you know, just trying to find myself going to drinking, sniffing cocaine, uh, smoking weed. You know, I'm not ashamed to say because at the end of the day, you know, this is what I was facing. And that's your truth. You know, this is my truth. Like, this is this is real. Anybody that know me, Pookie, that's my nickname, mm. they know what I used to do out there. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I still knew who God was. I still preached God. I, even though when I used to be drunk or high, I still would be talking about God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all and know like, somebody <laughs> like that. Hey, for real. Hey, but, you know... And this time, once I got incarcerated, two thousand ten, that right there opened up my eyes because I was off. I was like unsupervised probation, so that's like I'm about to be out the door. So, but I still wasn't living right. You know what I'm saying? So, God had to get my attention. So how I got incarcerated, well, how I got jammed up, it was a humbug. Like it was, it was a straight humbug. Like I wasn't like I had a job, everything doing good, but I got caught in a roadblock, you know. And once I got a roadblock, I panicked. So I understood then. Once once I panicked and ran and did out everything till I couldn't run no more. They found a gun or whatever. They found it, and um, I tried to run, got caught, whatever. So. After that, I knew right then that I couldn't run no more. I was already being getting beat up for a while. Just Satan was just having his way with me. Mm -hmm. Seeing like I couldn't get my money right. It seemed like I couldn't keep a job. It seemed like I couldn't keep a relationship. You know, I had two kids at the time. My little daughter was like one. And, you know, I couldn't really provide like I wanted to for her and my son. I ain't had seen him since he was young. You know, so it was just so much going on. And my family, I ain't gonna my mama, she never turned her back on of course. me. Of course. But, you know, I had, like, family turning their backs on me. Even my own, my friends, they, they ain't turning backs on me, but they didn't like how I was. Transitioning? They, they, no, they didn't like how I was acting out there because they understood my calling. Okay. You see what I'm saying? But they never turned their backs on me. So, I, I, I that's why... I, Thank God for uh for you know friends and even though I don't be with my the same hood people you know my homeboys like that it's not because I didn't not like I'm better than them or nothing it just it just we just in a different path right now yeah so at the end of the day 
you know, I once I got incarcerated, I just surrendered to God right then because at the, I was tired. Like, once you get to a point that you're tired, I don't care. You're gonna find. You're gonna find. You're gonna find God, regardless. At the end of the day, I was tired. I already knew God. I already was in the state of serving God for a while, but this time. I was serious. I was serious the first time, but this time I wasn't going to let anything change me. So when I was in prison, I started getting my mind right. I started working on myself. Like I started working on my mind, my thinking, practicing self-control, you know, just standing in prayer, reading my word on a practice daily. And I wasn't indulging what everybody else was doing. That was a sign of having self-control because I used to smoke cigarettes. You, you know, I won't put it out there like that, but, mm -hmm. you know, you could get stuff in there. Yeah. But I didn't indulge in it. Mm -hmm. God always had me doing Bible study or being encouraging to somebody in there. So the time that I was incarcerated from, from doing 57 months, I was preaching in there. I mean, but I still had to, Still, even though I was in prison, but I wasn't in prison. Well, I don't know if you understand what I mean by yeah, that. I understand. It's like my mind was free. I, my body was in there, but my mind was free. So, so you got people in a in a in a free world in prison. Yeah, in prison. You see what I'm saying? So I was at peace when I was in there. You know, some days you'll miss your family, um, but I knew where God was taking me. But in order for me to get to that point, I had to build a relationship with God. I had to I had to understand that Jesus was my savior. I had to I had to I had to continue to realize and say, you know what? No matter what I'm going through, while I'm, I'm in here, no matter what I see, because you can see some crazy things in there. I know. <laughs> I ain't let it distract me because at the end of the day, I know I had a purpose. So once you know your purpose and understand your purpose. You can't, nothing is going to stop you from getting to where you're trying to get or where you're going to be. But I stayed focused. So in my mind, I said, when I get up, I got, I got two choices. Either I could go to the right or I go to the left. So I know what that left going to do. I done been there before. So now I want to try going to the right, stand, saying, just stay on the path to see where God going to take me. Like I done been, I done, when I came home, I done been tried. Of course. You know, I done been, I done been tried. I done been celibate for a long time. I wasn't out there doing nothing. All I did was go to church, work, and, and you know, spend time with my family. So, I had, once I got off that Greyhound bus, I made up in my mind what I wanted to do. And I, and I, I stood my ground. And the only way I could have st stayed my ground is by me being prepared, getting prepared while I was in there. Because at the end of the day, if you if you come out like come out there, you being like so like from the world, and you come out there, it's not the same. It's not the same out there. So now you're looking at life like, okay, man, I it it was looking strange to me. So I said, man, ain't no way I'm about to go back out, about going back out there. Ain't no way, <laughs> man. Kids that I left from the street, they grown now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And just like I don't want to go back to that life because that life brought me nothing but misery. 
So that first, once I made that right choice, everything started falling in place. Like I couldn't like before I got locked up, I wasn't saving my money like I was supposed to. You know, because I was spending it on on drugs or clubbing or or spending money on my friends or home or cut whatever, partying, be broke the next day. You know what I'm saying? I get paid Friday, Sunday. I came up by a sandwich. I can't. I I ain't got no money for for uh, work the next day. Guess what? You gotta finesse a female. Come on, not not even that. (laughs) I I said, hey, mama, let me borrow something. You feel me? Like I go to my mama because I know my mama's gonna look out for me. But it was, but I go back and do the same thing Friday again from Monday through uh, Thursday. I barely ain't got lunch. Friday I go back and do the same thing. That was the lifestyle you was that that just that that was just because I wasn't selling no dope no more. I been stopped doing that a long time ago, but it was I was miserable. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't going back to that life. This time I said, Lord, I'm trusting you. Like I'm trusting you in everything that I do, wherever I go, however I walk, however I talk. I'm trusting in you. I'm I'm believing in you. So I I, I stepped out on faith. And I'd have been saved and I've been preaching the gospel 10 years strong now. Oh, wow. You know? That's a blessing. So I'd have been home going on six years. And I, I ain't waver, not going to waver. Because now I understand my purpose. I understand. I've been understood my purpose. Now I understand it more. So God blessed me with my wife. I, I prayed on my wife while I was in, incarcerated. I ain't. I, well, you didn't know her. Then? I didn't even know her. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. Her, but I kept speaking into existence. Yeah, I kept yeah. saying, "Thank you, Lord, for my wife." I used to do this on a daily. I ain't even seen. Her. I, so I, I said, "Lord, thank you for my wife. Thank you, Lord, for my wife. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to see my kid." Like I couldn't see it, but I could have seen it in the spirit because I believe what I took God as in His Word. And when I came home, I ain't find her right then. But how I, I even had to go look for her. it was. It was already there. It was already in the making. Wow. God, God set that thing up to the point that once we met, we ain't never, we ain't never looked back. We ain't looked back. God gave me what I asked for. Was and you specific when you said, "Lord, thank you for my"? I was life? specific. Oh, okay. I from the detail and all. Okay. Gotcha. You know, so when you act like the power of manifestation, it's, it's real. Cause once you ask God for something and you truly mean it in your heart. And you're working on trying to change. God is going to honor honor your prayers. It might not happen right then. That's where you work on your patience. You know, a lot of times we fail because we don't have patience. A lot of times we want it right then or right now. Sometimes God is so merciful and good that he'll give it to us right then. But a lot of times he won't give it to you because you're not ready for it. So if you're not ready or prepared for it, then he's not going to give it to you right then. So he basically letting you know, keep working. Keep working towards me. Because the more you work towards me, the more you're going to understand how to manage everything that I'm going to bless you with. Man, so I had to be, it was, for me to get to where I'm at now, I had to keep practicing. I had to keep keep doing it on a I mean, I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in there, I was, man, I, <laughs> them boys used to get mad. They ain't really get mad. They understood what it was. Because 
It'd be like four of us in a room. Guess yeah, what? I was gonna ask you that. Were you yeah, in like a, man. a two man cell, four man, man or in a dormitory? Because I know if you was in a dormitory. Man, we was in a dormitory. I've been in a dormitory, four man, two man. You know what I'm saying? But I touch God used me to touch everybody where I was in every room. But them boys had so much respect for me. That they would leave because they know I pray. I would pray on the daily. Okay. I pray in the morning. I pray in the evening. I pray at night. And like every time we come off lockdown, I shut the room and pray. You know, see, when you build a prayer life, man, that's how you start building a relationship with God. Starting with a prayer life. So once I start having a prayer life with God, God just started talking to me. And start using me. So I can't I can't explain no other way. God had truly had transformed me because I wanted to change. Some people want to change but just can't don't know how to change. Some people some people it's hard to change. But I'm here to tell you that if people that know me, they know this job real. This this job, it's not fake. They don't see me in no club. They don't see me nowhere. Like I don't, I don't be sneaking or uh, trying to get the <laughs> get the female or sneaking in the liquor store. I don't do none of that because at the end of the day, now I got a purpose. Now my purpose is to, uh, to, to bring people to Christ. That's my job. You know what I'm saying? So by me being an example, by me living by I don't have to talk about it. Mm. I got to walk it. So if you walk in it, people going to be like, oh, this man ain't even got to talk. I see it walk. Now, people that know me, they know that I'm for real about this because they know how I used to be. They know. They would have been saw me. If I, if I, if I was out there the in the street, they would have been seeing me out there. They would have seen me in a club. They would have seen me in a liquor store. They would have seen me buying blood or whatever. You see what I'm saying? They would have seen us. But the, the time I've been home, nobody that know me could ever say that they saw me. And I'm my Lord, my witness. Nobody could ever say that since I've been home six years. Could ever say they saw me in a club. Could ever saw say that they saw me in a liquor store or sneaking or buying this or doing that or chasing a woman. No female could say that uh, I've been messing with them. They can't do it. Baby mamas, nobody can't say that I was messing with them. Why? Because I'm focused. Like, now, you can't get distracted if you don't have God or don't have Jesus in your life. You can't easily get distracted. So, it's very important if... I, I tell it to anybody. If if your heart is telling you to do the right thing, that's God talking to you, man. Do the right thing. Because it's nothing but greatness coming out there. Nothing but greatness. So the more you rebel against the voice of God, people are like, how do you hear God? Do your heart. God talks through your heart. He said he weighs your heart. So he 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 know you by your heart. So when you feel that that nudge, man, you know you're supposed to be doing that, man. Listen to it sometimes because at the end of the day, God is stirring you in the right direction. He could even be saving your life. You could be walking in danger. You see what I'm saying? So many of my brothers and and, and sisters done lost their life because they wasn't hearing and. 
I just want people to, if they don't get nothing out of this, man, turn your life over to Christ. He's the way. You know, we got a lot of, you got, we got a lot of uh, religion, and I don't knock none of them. Because I can, I can get something out of every religion. Mm -hmm. But I know my truth. I know what I stand. And I stand on Christ. You know God for yourself. But I know God for myself. Why do you think they like? Why do you think they rebel? Because it's like you know, you know, in your heart, like it's saying, okay, this is not right. But then a part of you, like you know, I'm just do it anyway. Like why? Because coming from a guy. Okay. Because I know I guys could, can be kind of stubborn. I could I could speak for me. I can't really speak for everybody, but I know I ain't had no power at the time. You see what I'm saying? So. I was so far going out there, it's like, I wanted to quit. I want to start doing the things that I did, doing, but I still didn't have no power. But all I, the, the only power that I had was being able to get on my knees and say, Lord, help me. And I had to do that every night. Man, before I go, before I leave, before I go in the house, when I go in the house, I pray, thank God for bring me home safe. And when, before I might leave out the house, guess what I got? I got my pistol right here. And guess when I'm praying? Lord, protect me. Protect me. Don't let nobody harm me and don't, don't let me harm nobody. I used to pray that prayer all the time. But see, I was sincere. See, God understands a sincere heart. So he knew I wanted to change. But at the time, it's like, I couldn't do it on my own, bro. I tried. I tried so many times to do it on my own, but I couldn't do it. So God finally said, you know what, son? I done heard your prayer. Now I'm going to take you off the street. Now I'm going to work on you. So, that, was, that was why I'm, and I look at the good in you being in prison because if you if you didn't go, you still would have been doing the same thing. Yeah, but like, I had to sit you down to get your mind right. Like he sat me down plenty of times and I still didn't get my mind there right. Was something about that last but time. But this time here, I know I know the time. I know because life was being hard on me. Hard. Like, I'm I'm almost, I'm almost in my 30s now. I'm 41 now. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I was like 34, you know? So, life is slipping away. So, I, I got two kids. Like, man, what? My mama disappointed in me. Uh, grandma, my grandma used to always be like, I don't care. You gonna come in, you 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 gonna come in even when the devil be punching on you, he gonna use it to punch it back, but until you surrender, hey, he gonna keep he gonna keep beating on you. And I got tired of it. But at the, but like like I ain't wanted to, to always the uh I ain't always wanted to keep drinking and, and smoking and man, it used to get to the point I used to go in the club and I used to actually just stand and look and be like, man, what I'm doing? Like I used to, I used to do that, and I'm like I don't belong here, you know. That's how I I started knowing I I gotta quit rebelling against God, because so 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 many things was going going wrong in my life. So I said, you know what? Once I got incarcerated, I said, you know, I'm about to take advantage of this. I said, I'm finna get everything right. I I asked God, I ain't want to smoke, I ain't want to smoke cigarettes, I ain't want to smoke weed, I ain't want to sniff, I ain't want to drink liquor no more, I ain't want to chase women no more. I ain't want to do none of that. So I used that as an opportunity. So what I did was I just started getting closer to God and just being for real about it. So, see, God know when you're playing and, and, and you're faking. You can't get nothing packed. God is all knowing and all seeing, all hearing. So he know. In your mind, you want to do right. 
In your heart, you might want to do right. But if you ain't got no power, then you you don't have nothing against Satan. Because one thing about Satan, Satan knows all, he, he's sneaky. He's been here since the, since the almost the beginning. So he know, he done tricked so many people, so many leaders, so many people to the point that he don't, he don't find nothing new. He just do things. All, all, everything is still nothing new under the sun. He does the same thing over and over and over. That's all he do is repeat itself. He'll leave you for a minute, then he'll come right back on you. You see what I'm saying? So I just say, if I go right now, if I, I know if I go out there right now, go take me a drink, smoke me a cigarette. Guess what I done done? Now I done brought them, set, them seven, them demons, that one demon, now I done brought seven more demons working than the first, the first one. I was out there wilding. So I could imagine. So I don't want to go through that. It's going to be hard to get off them cigarettes. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, <laughs> hey, I ain't knocking nobody but do it. I used to do it. But I wanted to quit everything. Not just cigarettes, everything. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit living that life. Now I want to be an inspiration to my homeboys. I want to be inspiration to the young the young kids. I want to be inspiration, me and my wife together, to minister to the youth or minister to the brokenhearted. Because this is what we're about. This is what God put. So if God saved me, I done lost so many people. So I'm not better than them. So God, if I'm still here, I got to have a purpose. Not saying that they didn't have a purpose, but I don't know why they was taken the way they were. But now I can't change that. But I could change something now. And that means go and start speaking the word. Start start showing people, hey, man, it is a better life. You ain't got to keep being addicted to, to drugs or you ain't got to keep chasing these women or it none is. of that. It's an addiction. And it, that's what it is. It you, you're chasing that rush or you're trying to feel like you can't stop, but you can. I'm telling you, like, you don't want to be put in a situation where you got to stop, where you can't run no more. Like, I had, I couldn't run no more. I was in the belly of the well. I couldn't run. So, I ain't had no choice but to, either I was going to serve God or I was going to keep doing what I was doing. I don't think I would have made it this far if I would have kept the same mentality that I had before I got incarcerated. So, by, by me just making that change and understanding you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. We got to give God more credit. We got to give God more uh, 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 thank praises because we are in the times now that is dangerous. We are in dangerous times. And we are in times now that the United States is not fearing God. Period. So, now we got to get to a point of, man, you know what? I better, I, I, I need to get my life in order. Because I'm telling you, these days are going so fast, life is going fast. You see what I'm saying? We're already in 2020. Already. This, this month about to be like over. 90, what year was that when you caught the first one? You said 90, 98. 98. That was in 98, my first case. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm telling you, telling the people, the listeners, whoever listening, get in order with God. It's nothing that is too hard for God. Nothing. It's nothing too hard. I got my wife that I wanted. I got my kids back in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. 
you know, I'm in a good place and I thank God. And, I'm, and I thank God for just using y'all to, to open up doors for people that got testimonies. So, cause yeah. I look at it as God took you took you out of the streets to show everybody that was around you like it's possible to yeah, change. It is. It's possible. And and and, a, and God got a sense of humor too. <laughs> cause I want to see on the 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 first time, the second time when I got locked up, I was in a GD dome trying to get my GD. Everybody from the hood was coming in there. Wow. Coming in the GD dorm, seeing that I was, that was the second, or the first, or second time. No, that was the second time. And everybody was just amazed, you know? So. You know they went back into everybody. Yeah, I saw. Man, they did. I got a partner. And I remember it to this day. Like, when I had backslid, he told me, he said, man, if you would have stayed strong, man, we might we, we might have had change. Boy, wow. that thing hurt me because I knew that they had some type of hope because I had changed my life. That's the first time. Mm-hmm. So when he told me that, I never forgot it. I never forgot it. But I still was doing doing me, you know. But I said, you know what? I could bring hope to people if I just continue to live the right life. I could, I could, I could bring people uh, uh, with, 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 with uh, saying that if he can do it, I know I can do it. You know. What uh, camp? What facility were you at? Man, at first I was, I was in um, Dooley State Prison. That's when I was doing my state time, and then I went to um, Buckner, North Carolina, in the feds. Okay, gotcha. What are what advice can you give to those that's listening and you know the guys in the street that's having that's struggling trying to find themselves? Like, what steps can you get them to to start? Like, in order, like how, order. like mind, body, soul. Like you know what? Because a lot of them they hear mind, body, soul all the time. Yeah. But can you like kind of break it down how? The steps that you took to yeah. help you to get to know who you are and get to where. First you of are all, now. you gotta be sick and tired. That's you gotta be. You gotta be broken. You gotta. You gotta be to a place that you know what. I'm tired of living this life. That's 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 number one. Then number two, well, you know, God always number one. But you gotta be in order for you to be real with God. You gotta be tired of living that life. So. Being tired, putting God as your source, your number one source. So, it's just to, it's just, it's, you, you got to be tired. Self-development. You got to be tired. So, for the, for the young brothers that's, that's struggling or, or going through it, you got to just work on it. You can't let nothing, scr- oh, number one. Man, whatever's causing you to keep falling, move away from it. That means sometimes you got to change your whole surroundings. The way you hang at, the, the, who, you, who you talk to. I'm not saying 
uh, distant, like far away, distant yourself forever from them, but until you get to a place where you're strong. You see what I'm saying? So if you keep going in a place where you know you're weak, you know you're weak, uh, you're like, oh man, I got it this time. I got it today. And then you go back around the same uh, 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 temptation. Don't do it because you're gonna fall, man. Like you gotta, you gotta. Sometimes, man, you gotta, you gotta be gone years. Sometimes, it, it, you gotta just distance yourself. Period. Because if you're trying to change your life, you can't keep hanging around the same thing. It's, 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 surround yourself around positive people. Surround yourself that 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 want to make it. Who who got a business that's trying to be successful. You know what I'm saying? Just be around positive people. Be around people that's talking about God, talking about Jesus, because that's they. That's the source. That's the source. That's the key to to life. Period. And then. They, you know, they like you said, and that 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 was enough right there. Once they start changing their surroundings, then everything else will fall in place. Everything's gonna fall in place. Like, like I feel guilty sometimes. Be like, man, I don't know why I don't hang around my homeboys. Or it's not that I'm better than them. It's just to the point. Nah, man, you know what? I got I got to keep going because it's too many. It's too many souls being lost. It's too many people want to get out the situation. But can't. So I got to keep myself in tune with God. I got to keep myself right in order to be able to reach those people. And eventually, you know, they, the more they see you living right, they, they're gonna, I feel that they're going to come around oh, and, yeah. and give their life to God. And exactly. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm hoping and praying for. So all my homeboys and friends, if I ain't talked to them in a long time, man, I love y'all. Y'all already know what it is. I love y'all. So, you know, don't don't never get it twisted. Don't never feel like I'm better than y'all or, or feel like uh that 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 I got my nose turned. Man, you know I know the struggle. I already know what it is. So, you know, I love y'all, man. Y'all already know what it is. Like you love y'all boys. <laughs> 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 well, I thank you for coming on the show today and sharing such an amazing testimony. And um, any of those who's listening, what church are you a member of? Right now, me and my wife are looking for a church home. Okay, gotcha. So, wherever God leads us, see, we, we're not just going to just jump into something. One thing about it, man, you can't just jump into anything. You got to really, like... Ask God to lead you and guide you. That's what anything, businesses, uh, a marriage, uh, whatever it is you're trying to get into, you gotta ask God for direction. Gotcha. So, so, so right now we're just asking God for direction. So, That's you know, wrong with that. and how can they find you if someone's listening? They may be struggling with you know the streets and they want to get out and they need someone to talk to. How can they find you? How can they? <sighs> How can they reach out to you? I mean, they could if they want to call me, they could call me. But my wife got everything set up, so she'll set it up when the time is right. Okay. And uh are you active on social media? At, yeah, I'm I'm active. I'm live like 
Instagram, okay. Facebook. So how can they find you on those sites? If um, they was to reach out to you. Uh Bishop Root. Okay. Um what? Thirty three, Bishop Root thirty three. So once you once you get hooked up to that, you'll see everything. And that's on Instagram or that's Facebook? Yeah, it's once you get an Insta, uh, Instagram, Facebook, it's all connected together. Okay, gotcha. So Bishop Ruth 33. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Until next time, paint the purpose with Asia Monique. Hey. Thank you for tuning in to Paint to Purpose Podcast. You can find each and every episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast Hello, SoundCloud, and HeavyTraffic.com. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, follow me on Instagram at underscore pain, the number two, purpose, underscore. You can also email me at pain, the number two, purpose, podcast at gmail.com.